0: For this week, I asked um, my good friend and brother-in-law, Brent Pearson, to come and share. And I haven't got a chance to introduce him before to you. He's spoken here a couple of different times. But I gave him one simple direction for this week. Because he was asking me, we were talking last weekend, you know, what, you know, what are you feeling, what are you thinking? And he said, here's what I know about you, Brent. If you pray, God will give you the word for this season. Because if I know anything about this guy, he's a man of the word, he's a man of prayer. Um, You can ask our wives. Mine was in the first service, and so they were laughing. But if you get Brent and I to talking about Jesus, the Bible, theology, at any of our family gatherings, um, it turns into 30, 45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, whatever, of a passionate dialogue. Um, And usually it kind of ends with us getting that stink-eye look from our wives, like it's time to go, you know, like... Um, but what I love about him is he has a, such a passion for the word of God. There's only a few men that I know in my personal life that have not only the passion for it, but have, have done so much in the way of memorization of scripture and really putting that word away in their heart. My father's one of those. My brother is one of those. And I put Brent in that category as well because he, he has a hunger for the word of God. And it comes out of him um, in some amazing ways. And so I've already got a chance to hear the word for you that he's got for you today. But I want you to know you will not be disappointed. And so if you'll join me in welcoming him to the platform, a friend, Brent Pearson.
1: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. You love Jesus? Say amen. amen. Jesus is fun, guys. Amen, right? You got any witnesses in here? Yeah. If Jesus is not fun, then you're not doing it right. You're not doing Christianity right, amen? God has got some awesome stuff in store for us today. I want you to stir yourself up, amen, and just believe God, amen? He's going to show up in here. God is not a God of just yesterday. He's not just a God of tomorrow, but He's right now, amen? He's a right now God, Amen. And he will show up and get all in your business right now. Amen. Right. So ready or not, here he comes. Are you ready? I'm not just making that up. He's coming right where you're sitting. Just get ready because he's going to come and he's going to give you the opportunity to receive him in what may be a new way today. Okay, so let's jump into the word of God this morning. I'm excited about the word that God has given me. And I want to impart that to you starting right now. So Proverbs chapter 18, I want to begin. And my subtitle, the subtitle of my message today is just simply be strong in the Lord. I want to talk to you about the strength of the Lord. Amen. God is not just mighty, but he is almighty. Amen. And he has strength for each and every one of us for what's coming next. And if you'll listen to him and if you'll follow him, he will get you ready for what's coming next, amen? If you stay with him, you'll never show up in the new season that's coming unprepared, amen? So all we gotta do is just connect with him, stay hooked up. He's already, obviously, if you're his follower, if you're his disciple, he's already been preparing you. This is just another impartation that God wants to give to you. So, just open up your heart and let God begin to move in this way. So, uh, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14, in the classic Amplified Version, the scripture says, The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak or a broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? So, everybody say this out loud say, a strong spirit. There is such thing as having a strong spirit, amen, as opposed to having a weak spirit, amen. This scripture in the, I think the King James, it says the spirit of a man will sustain him during any infirmity, which has to do with weaknesses, weak times, and everything that's going on in our nation around us right now, I mean, our strength is continually being pulled on. Our strength is continually being, uh, being pulled from us. And we have got to be putting more back in than what's coming out. And God is not in short supply of strength. Amen. So how many of you want his strength today? Amen. So I want to talk to you about three primary ways that God wants to give you his strength and give you a strong spirit. Amen? Because you've got a strong spirit, you can take on anything. Amen? I'm telling you right now, whenever temptation comes, when the enemy comes in like a flood, whenever uh, all of the lies and the onslaught of the enemy come against you, if you've got a strong spirit, see, a strong spirit's ready to take on the task. Amen. When you're when you've got a weak spirit, how do you know you've got a weak spirit? You don't feel like getting up. You know what I mean? You don't. You, you can't pick up the sword because it's just heavy. You know what I mean? You got a heaviness on you, but a strong spirit will tackle the job. A strong spirit will rear back and hit the thing running because why? You got strength. Amen. And this is where God wants. He wants to bring us into this thing. So three primary ways. If you'll hang with me here for a few minutes. Uh, on how God is going to do that. How's He going to get us strong and ready for the next season that's coming? Number one, the, the, uh, the, the, the category is the Word of God. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Jesus said when He was uh, during the time of temptation, uh, he, said, he answered and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds or comes from the mouth of God, amen? God's word, he said, is like bread. So bread is to, or the word of God is to your spirit like bread or food is to your natural body. Amen. So we come to God's word and we feed on God's word, and that brings strength into us. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 in the NASB says, in pointing out these things to the brethren, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus. Watch this next phrase: constantly nourished. Say constantly nourished. See, not just every Sunday only, right? But what constantly nourished. Nourished, or one translation says, nourished up on the words of faith and of the sound doctrine which you have been following. So, one of the ways that we get stronger in our spirit is by feeding ourselves on the word of God. Amen. Every single day, feeding on the Word of God, taking His Word and eating it like food. See, you go to the book of Psalms, and you begin to read His Word, amen? You go to the book of Proverbs, and you begin to read it. You go to the book of Ephesians, amen? Reading it, and then actually going the next step, meditating on God's Word. Meditation is a big thing in the Scriptures. The Bible says uh, God told uh, Joshua, uh, through Moses in Joshua 1.8, uh, after Moses was gone, rather, God told him, he said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate. See, meditate literally means to mutter, to mull over. It's literally like chewing in the spirit. It's like we take his word. You can have it one time, but you actually begin to go over it and over it. And as you do, you begin to extract the spiritual nutrients that come from that scripture. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And then the Holy Spirit says through Paul uh, to Timothy, he says that we should be constantly nourished up on the words of faith, amen? See, as you hear God's word today, guess what's coming inside of you? The words of faith, amen? And as the word of faith is coming to you, what else is coming to you? Come on, help me out. Spiritual strength, amen? Why? Why? Because see, you may be sitting here today and everything may be rosy, everything may be sunshiny, everything may be happy, right? But you don't know what tomorrow holds, right? And if God begins to impart to you and talk to you about spiritual strength, when you get to that next test, see, when the test comes, that's not the time to go and get the strength. Are you with me? See, if you wait until Goliath is standing in front of you and you're faced with the battle and you're faced with the test, That's not the time to say, hang on right there, Goliath. I'll be be right back. See what? You better have some strength in your arsenal right now. Are you with me? Because you don't know what's coming. That's why the next step on this thing, we're going to talk about the wisdom of God because the wisdom of God actually prepares for what's coming in the future. Amen. Hebrews 4.12, God's word is alive and powerful and sharper than any double-edged sword, his word can cut through our spirits and our souls, through our joints and our marrow. And it is a, uh, it discovers the desires and the thoughts of our hearts, or it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. God's word is so sharp that it can actually cut through to discern the real motives, not just what you do, but why you do it. Yeah. Right? I mean, some people like to get up in front of everybody, and that's because what well, they want to be seen, right? But God knows the true intention of your heart. He knows if you want to be there for the right reasons or the wrong reasons, why you're in a relationship or why you're not in a relationship, amen? Sometimes people want to get close to you, right? And you don't even know why. If you're undiscerning, you may just open the door to... I mean, you know, we're not supposed to open the door to everybody. Come on, are you with me? I'm talking to somebody, Right? <laughs> There's got to be some discernment and the word to discern, it literally means to see, right? To understand something. See, when you understand something, you see something, right? If I explain something to my kids and I got my, I got my little boy here on the front row, if, if he comes and says, daddy, can you, you know, explain something to me? And I begin to explain it to him what, you know, he might say something to the effect of, oh, I see. Right because why he understands when you understand something what you see something yeah. right hallelujah so god's word is powerful and it, it can cut through but notice it has a it has a, a sharpness it said that's like a double edged sword Amen? And it can cut through. It can cut through problems. It can cut through adversity. It can cut through anything that you're facing. Actually, there's nothing it it can't cut through to bring deliverance and victory. Can you say amen? Psalm chapter 29, verse 5 says, The voice of the Lord splits the mighty cedars... The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. This reference to the cedars of Lebanon is used again and again in the Bible because the the cedars of Lebanon was something to brag about. It was where Solomon went; and he got the timbers to build the, uh, the, the 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 temple in the Old Testament, uh, and it's referenced as a uh, as an entity or a, uh, a something that were, that would be symbolized of great strength. But God's voice. Is so powerful, it says he can split the cedars even of Lebanon. Amen. She was like, wow, man, there's nothing that can stop the voice of God. Amen. How I many we want to know God's voice in a stronger way? Amen. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 19, verse 15 says, Now out of his mouth, speaking of Jesus, when he returns, out of his mouth goes what? A not just a sword, but what kind of sword? sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. He himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. When Jesus comes back, he's not coming back with weakness. He's coming back in the full measure and power of his strength. And notice what comes out of his mouth is what? A sharp Sword, Amen. So notice the same reference to the Word of God. God's Word has a sword-like or a sharp, cutting-edge-like uh, part to it. Amen. So I want you to just keep that in mind. I'm going to make reference to that in just a moment. So number two, uh, number one, rather, the, the Word of God is the primary source through which God gives us strength. Say it again, strength. Amen, spiritual strength nourished up in the words of faith. Number two, the wisdom of God. John chapter one, verse one, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, amen. First Corinthians chapter one, verse 30, but of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God, watch this, Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness sanctification and redemption, amen? Christ is actually made unto us wisdom. Say it, wisdom, amen? So the Word of God is the wisdom of God, and the Scripture reveals that Christ Himself has become our wisdom, amen? Hallelujah. Notice that Christ Jesus The reference there is, and I don't want to get into all of this, but there's some fancy terms that are used. If you go through the New Testament, you'll see where the Scriptures will say, Jesus Christ. Sometimes it'll say, Christ Jesus. Um, there's uh, There's a reference there and an emphasis when Christ is mentioned first, the Scriptures, the Holy Spirit is emphasizing the deity of Christ. The, see, Christ is not Jesus' last name. It actually means the anointed one and his anointing. Amen? Are you with me? Christ Jesus. If it says Jesus first, the emphasis is on his humanity, not on his deity, right? Difference. I like Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed, it says specifically Jesus of Nazareth. That's really emphasizing his humanity. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Why? Jesus was a man like you and I, but he was sinless. He was spotless, but he did what he did, anointed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Here it says Christ is made unto us wisdom. Amen. What does that mean? Jesus was the man that lived 30 years on the earth, and then he was anointed by God, three and a half years of ministry, was crucified, raised up from the dead, and now he sits at the right hand of our heavenly Father on high in power, amen? And you and I have been raised up together, made to sit with him, but... Christ Jesus has come to us again, what? Through the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of us now, amen? If Christ lives in your heart by faith, then the wisdom of God is resident within you right now, amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Say, I've got the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. If I have Christ, I have the wisdom of God because he has been made unto me Wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Redemption. Uh, how do we get this wisdom? James chapter one, verse five. If any of you need wisdom, anybody need wisdom? Come on, I saw about ten hands go up. Come on, if you're not aware of the fact, see, it's one thing to need wisdom, but it's another thing if you don't know you need wisdom. <laughs> If you don't know you need the wisdom of God, you need to get stirred up today and go, God, I need your wisdom, amen? And I need your wisdom now. I need your wisdom tomorrow. I need your wisdom every single day of my life, amen? How am I gonna get it? James chapter one says, if any of you need wisdom, what do you do? Ask, right? Ask God and it will be given to you. Hallelujah. God is generous and won't correct you for asking. In other words, the invitation is open. He's inviting us. See, think about God from his perspective. He has all wisdom. Amen. He has all knowledge. He has all understanding. He has all insight. There's nothing that he doesn't see. He sees everything about your life. You can hide something from me. You can hide something from Pastor Mark and Pastor Marty. You understand? But you cannot hide anything from God. Hallelujah. That includes the sinful things, but that also includes the good things. He sees who you truly are. He knows your true identity, amen? So it's it's really, whether you recognize it or not, it's really almost a spiritual pride To not come to God and ask Him for wisdom. Because He's got it all, and He says, You want some? Come and what? Ask me for it, amen? Isn't the scriptures clear that we have not many times because we ask not, amen? So, what do you do? Come on, help me out. (laughs) It's not complicated, is this hard? ask, right? God, give, let's ask right now. Lift up a hand. It's real simple prayer. Father, we ask you for your the wisdom of God. We ask you to give us wisdom. Give us insight. Lord, give unto us the ability to see beyond where we are today into tomorrow. Father, to make decisions today that we'll be glad tomorrow, that we're glad that we did, that we can set things in motion today that will show up and manifest tomorrow and be evident to everyone around must have been the wisdom of God. Lord, we believe we receive it in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. amen. Look at Ephesians chapter one, real quick, verse 16 through 18. Paul the apostle praying for the saints at Ephesus. But as he says in the first verse, it's also to the faithful that are in Christ Jesus. That's us, amen? So he says, there's something that you need that you don't have. These guys in Ephesus, they were a radical bunch. They were crazy. They loved God. They had the the favor of God. They were born again. They were filled with the spirit of God. They were a wild bunch and really loved Jesus. But Paul writes, and he says, there's something else that you need that I'm praying for you and I'm not gonna stop praying for you. He says, I've not stopped thanking God for you, as he says in the previous verse, for their faith and their love to all the saints. But he says, I pray for you constantly asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ to give unto you what? Spiritual wisdom and insight. See, that's, that's a big key. How I many of you want insight? You know, if you've got inside information to a situation, it gives you an advantage, right? Why? Because you know something that the other party doesn't know, right? Or maybe they don't know, or maybe they've forgotten it, whatever it may be. Insight is so valuable to where we're going, amen? And God says, look, if you come and ask me for this, I'll give you insight. I'll show you something that other people may not have seen. Because what? See, you get to that place, the Bible reveals over and over again how the enemy, he's a thief. And he comes to steal. He comes to kill. He comes to destroy. But he likes to lay traps in front of us. He likes to dig pitfalls Things that you can't see and then camouflage it over. And then what you go walking along on the path and you don't see, you don't know what happens. You fall right into the trap. But when you've got insight, when you've got wisdom, then what you come to that place and all of a sudden, whoa, stop. Just like a, just like one of you know, some guy that might give you a, uh, give you a tour through a forest or through a jungle. You have never been there. You get these people that go back into these back places to preach the gospel. They've got to actually have somebody guide them back into those far reaches because what? There's all kind of pitfalls, all kind of dangers. Ephesians one before these verses also talks about uh, Paul. He says concerning the grace of God. He says, according to the riches of God's grace, that God would abound towards you. Watch this in all wisdom. And he uses a word called prudence. Uh, We don't really use that word today. Prudence, uh, it literally means insight. God will give you insight and he'll not just give it to you a little bit. He'll give it to you generously He'll give it to you in abundance, amen? And just about the time you may show up and think that you've got all that there is to offer, God will show you there's a whole lot more, amen? And that's what makes God so awesome is because we're gonna be worshiping him throughout all eternity. We're We're gonna be magnifying him and God is gonna continue through the ages and the ages to come to continue to unfold to us Age after age, the manifold wisdom of God, amen? Hallelujah. So he prays for them that they would receive the spirit of wisdom and insight, that they might grow, watch this, in the knowledge of God. See, God's not so much concerned about the knowledge that you're growing in, in natural things, but he wants you to grow in the knowledge of God, amen? I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope that he has given to those he's called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. You may say, well, what does this have to do with strength? Because I'm still preaching to you about be strong in the Lord. Look at this next verse. Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse 19. Say, says, oops, says, wisdom strengthens the wise more than 10 mighty men which are in the city. What does wisdom do? Come on, help me out. What does wisdom do? Wisdom strengthens the wise. So when you get the wisdom of God, you understand spiritual strength comes to you. I don't know if you can really catch a hold of this. I hope you see this with the eyes of your heart. See, when God gives you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, he says next that the eyes of your heart or your understanding will be flooded with light. See, that's what Timothy was talking about, that you're constantly nourished up in the words of faith. When the, see, when you get a revelation of who God is, light comes on the inside. You see something, and when you see something, faith automatically shows up, and it's there. And when you've got faith that shows up, strength is supernaturally imparted into your spirit. Hallelujah, are you with me? You go back and you look in the book of, uh, you, I'd have to look up the reference right now, but there's a scripture that talks about I have strength to run through a troop and leap over a wall. But if you read the previous verse, it literally says that when God lit the candle of your spirit, I was able to do that. See, when light comes, strength comes. Strength comes. Because why? The wisdom of God will strengthen you. What does it say here? Strengthens the wise more than 10 mighty men. See, you're talking about 10 mighty men. You're able to take on a troop, amen? This is not the picture of a weak Christian, amen? This is not the picture of someone who has been beaten down. This is not the picture of someone who's under a heavy burden because when you get in that condition, it's hard to fight, it's hard to resist. It's hard to stand against the wiles of the devil, but God is giving us wisdom. Amen. Say it out loud, the wisdom of God. So what we got? We got the word of God, amen. And then now we got what? The wisdom of God. Hallelujah. But there's something else, amen. It's the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah, amen. Now let me share something with you. The joy of the Lord, the Bible says, if you know Nehemiah, uh, chapter 8, verse 10, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. And God is getting ready to pour his joy out upon the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You ready to receive? I'm telling you right now, there is a move of the spirit of God that is coming upon the body of Christ and God is getting ready to pour his spirit out like we have never seen before. And and as Pastor Mark was prophesying this morning during this communion, uh, what we were talking about earlier, about this, this cup of joy, amen? Don't you love that? The cup of communion re- referenced as the cup of joy that he offers to his bride. Jesus is coming in full force, guys. Huh? And, and, and in order, why? The joy of the Lord is fun. The joy of the Lord is amazing. The joy of the Lord is awesome. Amen. And it is a major blessing to receive the joy of the Lord. But the purpose of it is is so that we will have strength to go out and reap the harvest of souls that are coming into the kingdom of God. Amen. You got to have strength to be able to reach into the darkness and pull somebody out. You got to have supernatural spiritual strength. To, to lay hands on the sick and see them recover, amen? You got to have a spiritual strength to be able to stand against uh, demonic powers that are oppressing people and holding them in, them in chains of bondage. But when you come with the glory and the power and the strength, and yes, the joy of the Lord, I'm telling you right now, shackles have to begin to fall off. Chains begin to fall and break loose, amen? Amen. Because this is the kingdom of God. Romans chapter 14, verse 17 says, the kingdom of God is not just food and water. It's not just meat and drink, but it is righteousness, peace, and somebody help me out, joy, in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. This is where we're headed, whether you like it or not. Joy. Amen. Is a, <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me read the scriptures so, so I don't, uh, I don't run her. J- Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. Watch this. The prophet says, your words were found and I ate them. That sounds like what Jesus was talking about, doesn't it? What man should not live by bread alone? Huh? So what there's spiritual food? He says, Your words were found and I ate them. And your words, your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I'm called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Amen. See, he the prophet is saying, I don't know what the words of God were to you. He says, but to me, they were the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. How do you respond to God's word? See, how do you see it? Is it something that you rejoice over? Is it something that you get excited about? Huh? Because if it's not, you're missing out on some spiritual strength that would make all the difference in your life. Look at Psalm 119, 162. He says, the psalmist says, I rejoice at your word, O Lord, what? As one who finds a great spoil. Hallelujah. That's, that's, that's like saying, I rejoice over your word, Lord, like someone who just found a fortune. Someone who just found a treasure, right? Someone who was just, someone who just won the lottery. I just got a million bucks, right? If you got a million bucks given to you right now, I guarantee you there would be some shouts of joy. There would be some rejoicing. There would be some praising. Amen. There would be some dancing. Hallelujah. I love this because Jeremiah says that the word that he received, your word was to me the joy and the rejoicing. Somebody say rejoicing. See, there's the joy of the Lord, but then there's this concept about rejoice. You know what rejoice means? Rejoice literally means to jump for joy, amen? When was the last time you jumped for joy? Huh? Huh? I got news for you. For most of you, too long. Huh? And, the, and what, what have I got to be happy about? It? And I understand some of you may be here and you're going through some stuff. I understand you're going through some really serious stuff, but the title... See, the, the subtitle of my message is Be Strong in the Lord, but the title of my message is called Serious Business. You know, what does that have to do with joy? Because I, it comes from a quote that C.S. Lewis made years ago. C.S. Lewis, the famed author of the Chronicles of Narnia, he made this statement years ago, and he said, joy is the serious business of heaven. Yeah. Amen. Joy is the serious business of heaven. God is real serious about you and I having some joy. Amen. He wants you to have joy and probably one of my next scriptures here, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8, whom having not seen you love, and whom, though now you see him not yet believing, you rejoice, say it, rejoice Amen. with joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Joy unspeakable. What is that? Joy unspeakable. See, somebody said laughter is actually the voice of joy. Joy has a voice and it's called laughter. Amen? When you start to laugh, amen? When you start to ex- give expression, laughter is simply the expression of joy, amen? Singing is an expression of joy, amen? Whether you know it or not. Shouting is, a, is an expression of of joy, amen? When you've got joy, people are going to know about it, amen? You're going to sit there all somber and solemn face and go, I've got joy. <laughs> really? I like what Brother Hagin used to say. He said, you got joy? He's like, well, you need to notify your face. <laughs> some of you need to smile a little bit more. Come on, let me look out there and see some smiles, huh? See the problem is is the enemy is attacking. But James chapter one verse two says, "My brethren, when you fall into divers temptations and all of these trials and tribulations, he says, count it all joy." Amen. Huh? Doesn't mean that it's joyful what you're going through. But when you're being attacked by the enemy, you got to learn how to counterattack. And one of the biggest ways you can counterattack your enemy is you need to start laughing at him. Huh? You say, what have I got to laugh about? Everything, amen. amen? The cross, amen? Jesus took our infirmities. He took our sins, amen? He was resurrected from the dead and he sent his spirit back to you and I so that we could be filled with his glory, with his power, amen? With his oil. I love it. The, the scripture actually reveals the anointing of God is called the oil of joy, amen? Have you forgotten about the joy of the Lord? Huh? Maybe you've never heard about it and it's your first time to learn about it. Others may have heard, but maybe you've forgotten about a secret weapon that God has given to us called the joy of the Lord. Amen? Whose joy is it? The joy of the? Whose is it? It's his joy. See, I love it. Psalm chapter two, verse eight, or verse four rather, says that God literally, he sits in the heavens and he laughs. He laughs. At his enemies, uh-huh, right? He sits in the heavens and he laughs at his enemies and what he's inviting you and I today is will not you come join me? You know, the devil doesn't like being laughed at. Huh, anybody ever stood there and laughed at you? It's not too fun, is it? But when you got problems and you got sickness, and and some of you are looking at me like that right now, but I'm telling you right now, joy is the serious business of heaven. And if you think, well, what I'm going through is serious business, Brent, listen, you don't have, you haven't gotten truly serious until you start getting over into the joy of the Lord, amen? If you want to get real serious about your situation, you need to start laughing, amen? Come on, you need to start laughing, and I mean, say a ha ha ha. Come on, right now, somebody. I dare you to say ha ha ha. See, right there, just saying ha ha ha, what happens? You start getting a little bit loosened up. You start, see, you've gotten so stiff, you've gotten so somber and sour faced, right? Uh, You got to get out of that and you got to get over into the river of God. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 45, the river of God comes from the very throne of God. It says, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of our God. Amen. And it is a river that never runs dry. And all he's wanting you and I to do is just jump in the river. Amen. But it starts with a trickle. Amen. And when you yield to that little trickle, amen, the trickle will turn into a stream and the stream will turn into a river. Amen. And the river will turn into a flood. Amen. And then you'll be like Jesus where he said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink and out of his innermost being will flow forth, not just a river, rivers, rivers of living water. Amen. Hallelujah. And this may be foreign territory to you, but I'm telling you right now, if you want to know what it's like to really get over into God's presence, see, we were singing about, I'm a lover of your presence. Raise your hand if you're a lover of God's presence. Are you really? Are you sure? Huh? Well, the Psalm, 1, Psalm 16, somewhere around there, verse 11, it says that in his presence, uh, there's fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there's pleasures forevermore, amen? Hallelujah. Pastor Mark was prophesying. This is a season change, amen? Amen. And God's wanting you and I to enjoy his presence, amen? And one of the ways we do that is we start letting him fill us with his joy, amen? Are you willing to do that? Some people aren't willing to do that because because joy and laughter... Might make you just look just a little bit undignified. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, well, that's uh, that's the I can't. I'm not going to church. I'm not going to stand up there, and I'm not going to stand out there, and I'm not going to just laugh and look like a fool. Listen, you walk out the door with your dignity intact your problem is still going to be hanging over your head. Amen? Are you willing to get, David was willing to get undignified in his praise. You remember that? He danced almost out of his clothes. He was worshiping God. He said, I'll get even more undignified than this. But what? What if God says, here's the the solution to your problem. You know what you need to do? You need to laugh. Mm -hmm. Uh, The enemy's attacking you. You stand up and you begin to say, ha, 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 devil. Come on, help me out. Somebody say, ha, ha, ha. You know, I love this because the medical science is actually proven. See, I'm giving you the scriptures and some of you are kind of not wanting to chew on it a little bit. But did you know that medical science, there's a doctor up in um, Michigan, Dr. Avery Jackson. This man's born again, filled with the spirit of God. He is an amazing, he's a neurosurgeon specialist. And he has actually discovered, he and the, he's over 20 years of practicing Uh, medicine, they've actually discovered in medical science now that your body cannot tell the difference between a fake laugh and a real belly laugh. (laughs) And they have discovered that if you will just begin to do a put-on laugh, you'll actually get the same benefits from the fake laugh that you will from a a put-on, from a real actual belly laugh. They've discovered in science that, you know, children, young children, they'll give, they'll belly laugh like 300 times a day. (laughs) And grown adults, sometimes it's less than 10 a week. They won't even laugh. See, and so you're sitting around and you got so much heaviness on you. You got all this burden on top of you. You got all this depression on top of you. And some of you need to need to rear back and laugh. Huh? Ha ha ha. Come on. (laughs) So well, I don't want to do that. Well, then you're not going to experience the joy of the Lord because sometimes that joy needs a little push. I'm telling you right now, but the joy of the Lord is so awesome. The joy of the Lord is so powerful. If you just be willing to yield yourself to it, it'll start coming like a flood. There is a move of the Spirit of God that will begin to take over you and you will begin to yield yourself and you will be caught up in the waves of God's presence. And I'm telling you right now, you can laugh your troubles away. You can laugh the depression away. You can laugh the enemy away, amen, where he has no power over you. Because why? When you begin to yield yourself to the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord is your what? strength. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're not full of joy, you're not full of strength. Hallelujah. But if you're full of joy, hallelujah, what are you going to be full of? You're going to be full of the strength of the Lord God. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to stand up on your feet. Come on. What we got to do is we got to get better at learning how to yield to his joy. And I can tell just right now, some of you need some practice. See, you laugh. There you go. It's okay to laugh in church. Shouldn't it be okay to laugh in church? Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you know that when you stand before the Lord in judgment, he's gonna look and say one or two things. He's gonna say, Depart from me, I never knew you, but for the, the child of God, there's gonna be rewards that are given. But he's gonna say, Enter, he's gonna say, Well done, my good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. Where are we headed? We're headed to the joy world. Uh-huh. How many of you want to go to heaven? You want to go to heaven? Well, guess what it's going to be like when you get there. It ain't going to be this. You know what it's going to be? Yeah, it's going to be laugh. It's going to be joy. It's going to be singing. It's going to be shouting. Amen. It's going to be lifting up the very highest name of heaven, of almighty God who saved us. Come on, lift your hands up right now. Come on, lift your hands up right now and just ask God, Lord, I'm asking you to fill me with your joy hallelujah lord we recognize the joy of the lord is my strength and i am asking you to give me this cup of joy that pastor mark was talking about we are your bride and you are the groom and right now by faith i'm asking for a cup of the new wine from heaven i want a big drink of the joy of the lord and i receive it in jesus name come on just drink in the joy of the lord Right now by faith. (laughs) Some of you need to laugh. It's been so long since you laughed. You've gotten weak in your spirit. You've gotten weak, and you've, you've looked, you're looking at things through the wrong lens. The enemy's letting you, trying to make you look at things through a defeatist and through a, a victim mentality, but you don't have to live there. You can come out of that place, and you can yield yourself to the joy of the Lord. Come on, somebody laugh and say, ha, 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 ha. Come on, medical science has even proven it now. A fake laugh will do you as much good as a, as a real laugh. And if you'll start fake laughing, listen to it. <laughs> Listen, if you'll start fake laughing, you it won't be long till you'll be really laughing because you sound so ridiculous fake laughing to yourself that you'll be belly laughing. You go to bed and I rolling around the house just laughing and rejoicing and enjoying the presence of God. Come on, receive it right now. Lift those hands again. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. We praise you for your presence. We worship you, Lord, for the word of God, which is our strength. We thank you for the wisdom of God, which is our strength. And Lord, yes, we are willing to take your cup of joy. We are willing to drink it in. And we're willing to not just have enough for ourselves, but Lord, we are willing to pour out to others around us that we're strong in the Lord. Say it out loud. I'm strong in the Lord. And the power of his might. Come on, say that again. Say, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Come on, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Hallelujah. Joel 3.10 says, let the weak say, I am strong. Come on, say it loud and proud. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Hallelujah. Real quick, one more scripture. You got time? I'm going to turn it back to Pastor Mark. Real quick, I didn't get to this in the first service. This is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. I love this. This is Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10. Ready for this? It says, this is some practical wisdom, but it's so good. It says, if the ax is dull and he does not sharpen the edge, then he must exert more strength right? Wisdom has the advantage of giving success. Amen. Watch this. I love that was in the NSA uh, version in the NLT. It says using a dull ax requires great strength. So what's the answer? Sharpen the blade. Amen. That's the value of wisdom. It helps you to succeed. Amen. So what do we do when you apply the word of God, when you apply the wisdom of God? And yes, when you get over into the joy of the Lord, you are sharpening the edge of your axe. See, that's what I said earlier. The word of God has a sharpening, powerful edge. It cuts through. But see, some of us have an axe and we've been beaten on the tree, right? With a dull Axe huh and what when you when you pound on a tree with a dull axe guess what you have to exert more strength you wear yourself out some of you've been wearing yourself out why because you gotten dull <laughs> but if you'll start to laugh come on let it roll out of your belly you're going to do what you're going to sharpen that blade amen you're going to sharpen that edge and when you start to see when you go to pound on something with a sharp blade dak, what every word sticks every word sticks and it ain't long before what crack that tree's coming to the ground amen are you with me hallelujah come on somebody shout for joy hey Hallelujah. Pastor Mark, come on. Let me get out of here and get out of your way so we can move to the next. you love the Lord?
0: Say amen. Amen. Somebody said you need to get that Proverbs 17 prescription. A joyful heart does good like a medicine. And how many knows that now more than ever, we need that prescription filled. Amen. You know, um, I grew up in a you know, and seeing a lot of different churches, you know, we uh, at one point, my mom and dad had a singing group called the Straight Family Singers, and we traveled all over the greater East Texas and Western Louisiana area. (laughs) Um, So I've seen a lot of a lot of different churches, denominations. Um, I've seen a lot of, you know, church culture kind of built around this ideological framework of we have to be somber and solemn. And it just isn't biblical, um, and obviously, this is a church, and you guys wouldn't be here if you didn't value this as as Brent was bringing this to us. I thought about you know our our church family, you know our pastor and and the the values that we kind of hold in this house and I think this was such a good word for this season, and especially with what god's been speaking to us this week, like I shared earlier that that word that Josh shared of this season, that season turn, we would see the fun in serving the Lord and the joy of the serving the Lord. And I just want to encourage you with that, that it's supposed to be fun. Does it mean that every day is you know, unicorns and rainbows? No, nobody promised that. But what you do with it, what you do in the face of it, where you draw your strength from, Is what Brent's speaking of today. We can choose joy. Just like we can choose to drink of that cup of joy that Jesus offers us. Let's stay there. Every day, let's make a determination as a body of believers that we're going to choose joy every single day. Like a medicine, it'll heal our heart. It'll give us strength, the wisdom of God. Amen? bow your heads with me if you would Jesus I thank you for the joy that is in your kingdom in times where father it's hard to see joy sometimes in our natural circumstances in the, the world that we live in you offer it freely and before we close I just want to give an opportunity for any of those either here or online who may not have that joy in their heart from a relationship with Jesus who may be far from Him. Maybe you've been close to Him at one time and walked away, or maybe you've never known Him. You've known that closeness that only He can bring, that joy that only He can bring. I just want to give you an opportunity to lift your hand and let me pray with you wherever you are. So if that's you and you want me to just pray for you, if you'd lift your hand real quick and let me see so I can pray for you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Just pray something like this with me. Jesus, I love you. And I confess that I'm a sinner and in need of your grace. And I receive your blood to cover and wash away all of my sin. That you'll never remember it even again. And I commit, from this day forward, to live with you, to live for you, and to see you as not only my Lord and my Savior, but also my friend who sticks closer than a brother. Jesus, thank you for setting me in heavenly places with you today that angels are literally rejoicing in this moment for another sinner saved and brought home. And Father, we just close this time out together as a family, thankful for your joy. I thank you that you give us revelation of your character and your who you are. Father, you made us in your image so we know that if we laugh and we have a sense of humor, you must have an even better one. And there are days when we probably give you plenty to laugh about Jesus. But we're thankful that you don't judge us for it. And that you're not too serious and that you are serious about the business of heaven and the joy that's contained within it. So we thank you for this word and we receive it deep into our spirits and our hearts. We commit this day to you, this week to you. I pray that your grace would be upon this people. That your favor would literally chase them down. And everything they put their hand to, that they would be in a constant posture of receiving from you and giving out to those around them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody here said, amen. 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 Yeah, give Jesus one more of your very best praises. I want to invite the prayer team to come down. If there's anything that you need prayer for, healing, anything related to this message today, just need somebody to agree with you on, please feel free to do that now. These are my safe people. They pray for me. Uh, But otherwise, if, if you're ready to leave, please do so. I know we love you. We pray God's blessings upon you, and we'll see you next week. Don't miss the start of our new series next week. I'll see you here.